All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, September 5th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Happy Labor Day, Clayton. Happy day of getting out there in the soot or whatever it is you Americans do. Uh, congratulations on your Labor Day. So, oh, were you were you vacationing on the continent that we didn't know about, Pat? For this, Labor you know, Day, I I uh, I'd rather not say. You know, uh, talk about quick jaunts. You know, here I, I'll I'll okay. save the airtime to talk about long vacations, not not quick jaunts. But you know, this was Labor wow. Day weekend, so it was an extended weekend. So we got extended box office. That's why we're coming to you a day later than usual. We wanted to get the Monday numbers in here to be as accurate as possible. So we've got that for you. And just right off the top, Clayton, I want to welcome the Swifties to the B.O. Boys universe. Yes. Because, you know, we've got it, – it's a big tent here at the at the B.O. Boys. We've got the wannabe O boys, wannabe O girls, wannabe O people. People. we got the minifans. We've got the stoolies. And we've now got the Swifties because we dropped, of course, yes. if you haven't heard it, our emergency episode on Friday about the – the news coming from the release of Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, the movie that's coming out on October 13th. So we did a deep dive on that. And a lot of Swifties have now mm-hmm. found the B.O. Boys. And you could see that. Yep. We we saw that in the numbers for this podcast and our, our YouTube video on it. A lot of comments from Swifties. And listen, we told the truth, which is that Taylor Swift is a huge star. And this movie is a game changer. So the Swifties love that. Yes. We will be covering this movie and all the news that that comes out about it in the six weeks from now leading up to the opening of Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, the movie. This is going to be huge. Uh, and you know what? Later on, but, Clayton, I think we should we will tease this for the Swifties. Going to read a couple of comments that we got on the YouTube video. Uh, from the Swifties, oh, yes. because again, that, blowing up over there. Yeah. The Swifties have found the B.O. Boys. They're mixing with the Minifans. I think everyone's going to get along fine. And, and I know the Swifties like to mobilize, mm-hmm. which they have. They found us. Yep. You know, we are huge Taylor Swift fans over here. So if you want to do us a solid, go to Apple Podcasts, five-star review. Yes. Thank us for talking about t swift yes because we love you and you love us and that's how you can show love yes and we'll show love by telling the truth basically that this is like you said this is going to be huge this is going to be gigantic yes yes it it, you know this could be our barbenheimer in that we now have the stoolies and the swifties both on board and and it's Mm -hmm. not a situation where they have to compete huh where they have to be huh? at each other's throats, huh? They could all join together to make the B.O. They're boys. Stifties. They're they're the stifties. Yeah. There's the stifties. Or the, the stoofties. The stoofties? Stifties are so much so much better. Okay. I don't know. Listen. Let us know in the, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Well, let us know with the memes. Swifties, stoolies. You tell us with memes how you want to be combined as fans of the B.O. Boys. Do you want to be Stoofties? Do you want to be Stifties? Let us know with memes. And of course, let us know in five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's probably the best way to communicate with us, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So Clayton, I think it's time to get the show started with a 
Labor Day weekend plow for the box office yes. weekend of Friday, September 1st. So for now, I'm just going to do the three day and then we'll talk four days on some of these some of these movies. OK, Great. love it. OK. Equalizer three, number one, with thirty four point six million dollars in its first weekend. Number two, Barbie made ten point two million dollars down only thirty two percent. It lost one hundred and fifty theaters. It's at six hundred and nine million dollars in its seventh weekend. Number three, Blue Beetle made $7.1 million, down 41%. It lost 555 theaters. It's at $56.3 million after its third weekend. And number four, Gran Turismo, based on a true story, $6.5 million, down 62%. No theater change. It's at 26, I mean, sorry, 28.6 in its second weekend. And number five, Oppenheimer made $5.6 million, down 31%. It lost 329 theaters. It's at $308.7 million after its seventh weekend. And that's your top five. Now, number six, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mm -hmm. 4.6. Number seven, we've got Bottoms, $3 million plus 561% because it added... 705 theaters right. so now it's at 715 theaters right now 3.7 million dollars in its second weekend that's big bottoms is making moves yeah yeah i mean it hmm, is this big bottoms is this a big bottom movie big bottoms okay yeah i, I absolutely think that this is big bottoms well it, it it obviously increased a huge percentage, but like you said, it added 705 theaters. And, and as of now, the plan is, and it looks like that is on track, it's going to get up to around 1,100 plus theaters next weekend. So MGM is continuing to expand this, uh, you know, low budget teen comedy. The per screen yeah. average is $4,262 now that it's expanded 700 theaters. So, not a gigantic per screen, definitely the second biggest per screen average in the top 10. You know, uh, Equalizer yeah. did 8,700, uh, number one, but Bottoms is number two in the per screen. I mean, this uh, definitely feels like it's doing well. And the, the I think what's okay. important is the scores, the audience scores on yes. it are, are very positive. Me, yeah, here's why I'm big on Bottoms. Okay. I'll tell you why. And it's in this deadline article. This is what you were alluding to. Mm-hmm. This is audiences exits, audience exits outside of NYC and LA. Great. Which is important for a movie like this to actually succeed. Mm-hmm. It can't just be the coastal elites. Mm-hmm. All right. 91% positive and 86% recommend. Big young audience, 80% between 18 and 34. 55% female, 42 male. Diversity demos. 67 white, 29 Latino, Hispanic, 2% black, 2% Asian. So not diverse so far. Well, I mean, it could be. Yeah, it could be a little better black and Asian. Obviously, 2% is pretty low. But here's why I'm big on bottoms. This did a three day of three million, four day of 3.5, right? It is a holiday weekend. This is not known for movie going. Mm. This is a time that people are out. 
at the beach, at barbecues, watching fireworks, doing outside activities. And young people do that in droves. You know, the the fact that this movie made what it did on a pretty on a weekend that's usually down. Mm-hmm. That I think speaks volumes. And I think that you're going to see this being a word of mouth sort of movie as it expands. That's why I feel like this is a movie that could actually make moves as opposed to sort of bottom out like bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So, you, you know, Rachel Sennett is the star of bottoms and she was a star of bodies, 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 which came out about the same time last year and that film also had a first weekend where it was just in six theaters. And then in its expansion in the second weekend, it went wider than Bottoms. Bodies, Bodies, yeah. Bodies went to 1,300 theaters in the second weekend. And its per screen average was $2,400. So Bottoms has a, I would say significantly or at least a noticeably better per screen average, which I think means it's more liked, it's more accessible than Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Now, that's a movie. Let's, I mean, let's do the over-under. And, of course, we're going to get to the number one, Equalizer 3, but let's stay on Bottoms for a little bit. That movie got to $11.4 million after nine weekends. You know, it basically was around the same. It, it was at $3.4 million at second weekend. So do you see Bottoms breaking out in a way where, it's significantly bigger in the end than bodies, bodies, bodies. Could bottoms get to 20? You know, I I'm high on bottoms. Okay. And the reason being is that it is a teen comedy, which is a rarity nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like teen comedies do not really exist in the movie theaters anymore. They are the purview of Netflix and things. Right. And a raunchy teen comedy. Right. Is all is so rare, like for anywhere. And I think this is going to be one of those things that needs to be disseminated to people as opposed to it wasn't shoved down people's throats. I mean, this is Orion. This is not a huge distributor. This is not some sort of like juggernaut that's pushing this and pushing this. This is going to be a word of mouth situation. Right. It's really big in the LGBTQ plus community, which is also a huge deal. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go see this movie not in the you know the small release but in a wider release because it's going to actually go to their town Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i do feel that there is sort of a changing of the guard happening and these young ladies who are making moves in comedy this could be the ground zero for them you're talking rachel senate right you're talking um, the yeah uh and you're talking the writer who also did shiva baby i mean this is like a collective of really funny young people that we need. I mean, listen, Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell, but the guy is old as shit. And He's pretty you old. You can't yeah. rely on a Will Ferrell to 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 move the marker anymore. And Seth Rogen, smartly, you know, he's in front of the camera sometimes now, but smartly, he's producing movies that star younger people. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he just produced a movie starring the youngest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles we've ever seen. Yes. There's never been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that were actual teenagers, and he did it. Yes. So he's helping young teenagers make movies as opposed to being in front of the camera, which I'd love to see him in front of the camera again. But he knows. He knows. It's like. Well, he'll be in dumb how, money. So he's he's moving more. But, towards, but that's an adult yes, role. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's great. Uh, you know, that's great. And he's still a funny dude. And I'm sure if he wanted to do a balls out comedy, it might work. But I think he knows. 
got to pass the torch. And this could be the people holding that torch. Yeah. You saw this movie. You thought it was really, really I funny, I loved right? it, and I saw it in, in, a, in a crowd that loved it. Obviously, I saw it as a coastal lead. I saw it in a cool urban New York City theater. So again, like you said, that isn't going to lead necessarily to giant success unless that crosses over to the Stacks Dwellers, the Earth Dogs, the Plain Billies. They have to like this movie. They have to they have to know about this movie. And I think you're right in that the uphill battle for a movie like Bottoms is just disseminating the information that, hey, there's a teen comedy that exists and it's in movie theaters. And the question is, will that information get out in time before this mm-hmm. movie is out of theaters and is just a tile on a streaming service where we all know this is going to be a very highly watched movie someday on a streaming service or PVOD, but can yes. that info get out while it still is in theaters? Because again, Orion yeah. is a, a movie studio or, or distributor that most people, anytime there's an Orion logo at the start of a movie, they're always like, oh, cool. I thought Orion was something that went away when I was a kid. 30 years mm-hmm. ago. You know, it's always yeah. shocking to see Orion on something that has come out in modern day. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, well, how do you feel about Bottoms? I mean, you seem to be lower on no. Bottoms, even though you you saw this and really liked it. I, I think my issue with it, and again, I really liked it and it played really well, is can this translate to being something of a date movie? You know, and I, and I feel like that is where comedies, especially now, can really bust out is when they mm-hmm. feel like something that could be a date movie or a group movie or or sort of a normie group movie. And this is very much an absurdist comedy. And of course, we've seen those break out over the years, you know, something like Wayne's World. I mean, they're going mm, far yeah. back, but obviously like those more wild character sketch based movies do have a history but wayne's world had the snl i mean exactly that was that was big on it was already existing ip so something like bottoms isn't a romantic comedy it's not necessarily a date movie it's a very funny movie but will that translate into stacks dwellers who are teens because teens live in the stacks as well but will teen stacks dwellers go see Bottoms as their awkward date movie. And we'll see. I mean, listen, I really enjoy this movie. I do think word of mouth is going to have to pick up and start, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the word of mouth is going to have to get louder and louder and louder and quickly because how long could Orion keep something in movie theaters? We don't know, but hopefully this does. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of young women that, came to theaters because of Barbie Yes, and they might be looking for something else and it could be, it this. could be bottoms, but you know, that is a movie that the young female audience is going to have to turn into a huge hit or at least get the word out about, but the older male audience, they did come out this weekend and they for sure turned a movie into a hit. And that movie is our number one equalizer three i mean do we want to get into equalizer three yet or do you have anything else that you want to say about some of these bottom movies uh, uh, the non-bottoms no, no. bottom movies 
No, uh, they can all they can all kick rocks yeah. because well, Gran, Gran Turismo, based on true story, is is just a total bomb. I mean that that movie um, had a terrible second weekend, sixty two percent drop. Yeah, there's not going to be some kind of magical uh, uh, hold for this movie or some legs. I mean, this the people didn't want gamers in a hero role, or at least not yet. Yeah. I mean, that's, and it's like that inflated number yes. that Sony passed off as their first weekend bit them in the butt here. Mm-hmm. Because if they would have been honest, this wouldn't have been a 62% drop. Right. Now this thing looks like, oh, 62% drop on this thing. That ain't good. Right. So, yeah, I think this is DOA at this point. Right. Right. Not DOA, but it's definitely dead on the second weekend, whatever, you know, acronym you want to use for that. Right. So let's move on to Equalizer 3. Now, this thing made in its three-day weekend 34.6, which is disappointing because we were hoping for 33, Mm -hmm. but it made a little bit more. It is now at, for the four-day, we're looking at, what is it, 42? Yeah. 40 42.2 million dollar four day for this threequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's showing that Denzel is as strong as ever and he's and this franchise is as strong as ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this this is is this the biggest opening weekend for a equalizer movie or did it open at like 35 it is. or 36? Uh, uh, amazing. So Denzel is honestly bigger than he's ever been before because we've seen, you know, we talked about uh, on our preview episode for this, how we have seen this summer, some long in the tooth franchises with older stars underperform your Indiana Jones style mm-hmm. of destinies. Of course, your dead reckoning part uh, ones and, you know, transformers, stuff like that. And, Equalizer three, you know, and of course we, the other, the counter example is John wick four bigger than ever. And equalizer three is clearly in the John wick side of the ledger where this is a franchise that is not long in the tooth. It's hotter than ever. And the star of the movie is more popular maybe than he's ever been, you know, old Denzel, as much as we all loved young, good looking Denzel. You know, d- young, good-looking Denzel, where the word Denzel became a, a, a synonym for just hot guy. You know, Denzel mm-hmm. w- was its own thing separate of Denzel Washington. Yet, after this opening weekend, Denzel Washington may be entering his best stage, which is old ass kicker denzel this somehow could be the height well, of his stardom i don't know what do you think I, am i so, overhyped so, by this opening weekend of, of three equalizer yeah you, so let me just i did make a mistake okay. the the second one opened to 36 okay so, so it, is down it, a little bit. it is not the biggest opener but the first one opened to 34.1 this opened to 34.6 also we're talking a three day here right. so this was spread out right, right? right so so we're looking at the other two movies opened September 26th for the Equalizer, July 20th for the Equalizer 2. Right. So this the Equalizer 3 was on a holiday weekend. So we can say mm-hmm. this is still strong. This did open 
stronger, I think, than the other two. Yes. There is still people jumping onto this franchise. I'm going to push back on Denzel becoming the old ass kicker because what makes this special is that this is his action franchise. He's not spreading himself thin like Liam Neeson. Right. I think if you are Denzel, you do the, you know, August Wilson plays, Mm -hmm. you do other sort of dramatic movies you do Macbeth right right you do those movies and then this is your ass kicking franchise and only this okay do not spread yourself thin do not become the action guy because I think that will make people less likely to want to follow okay him. although Denzel because we've seen it with Liam we've he's done action yeah, before he, I understand he had he's his done period pre-equalizer where he did sprinkle in an action movie every third movie he did man on fire the, he the, did book of Eli I unstoppable get it. right that's the the train movie he did with Chris he, but that's not I mean he's not an ass kicker in that he is like an old dude that you know is behind the wheel of a train or behind the controls of a train right. so I'm just warning him, you know, do not become the Liam Neeson type of like spread yourself too thin into all these different. I don't want to see him fighting wolves. I don't want to see him on a plane. I don't want to see him doing, you know, I don't want him see see him with a degenerative disease. Okay. You know, like I don't want to see him doing all these sort of action tropes that Liam Neeson's fallen into. I think he needs to keep himself special in a way. Right, right. And so don't dilute this into becoming, oh, he's a kick-ass old dude, because those sort of movies are being taken, taken, huh? I didn't mean to right. do that, but, but it worked. taken up by Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 I get what you mean. And, and Denzel is clearly a star who wants to keep himself special and, and does not want to work as much as Liam Neeson apparently wants to, you know, which is the, That's I, a the good other thing, thing for stardom. I think having... It really shows with someone like Denzel having whether he has other hobbies. You know, I don't know if Denzel works on his cars, if he makes ships in a bottle, whatever Denzel is interested in. Big stamp collector. Right. Who knows? Right. Whatever Denzel is interested in that keeps him from making four movies a year the way you see with other diluted action stars. That's great. You know, fly fishing, if Denzel likes to fly fish and that's why he doesn't do three movies a year, that's great for his stardom. Same thing with like a Leo. You know, Leo has his hobbies and we don't have to get into those, but we all know Leo does things that uh, uh, take up a lot of his time. And that's good because Leo then doesn't make three movies a year. He makes one movie every couple of years and it's a big deal. And that is what Denzel is able to do. And so something like Equalizer 3 was an event, you know, for an action movie. This was an event action movie this weekend. Yeah. I mean, and I think this, um, this movie did pretty well with the people that would go see this sort of movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It is the second biggest opening for this holiday behind Mm Shang-Chi, which of course was 94.6. And that was sort of, Let's throw this Marvel movie out in this weekend that's down kind of during pandemic ish times. And they got a big uh, they got a big payday out of it. But this is not known as a big sort of weekend for movie going in general. But it may become because some, you know, that happens with weekends. You know, some weekends 
are not box office weekends until they are box office. Exactly. Weekends. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth of July wasn't what it was until Big Willie made a Big Willie weekend. And, you know, that, yeah. that changed so, the whole game. And so, yeah, uh, Labor Day could end up being a weekend where, I mean, see it in the deadline article as of now, Craven the Hunter is scheduled to open there next weekend. We'll get to that in a year. But, you know, that's a, for whatever it is, it's a supposedly big movie. So it's good to see that Labor Day is becoming a weekend where you don't just send, and we love this guy, but you don't just send David Spade movies out to die. No, 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 no. That's, yeah. This, uh, did Dickie Roberts come out around that I, time? I think, was that when Dickie Roberts opened to the lowest number one ever yeah, at the time? Yeah. The, the Dickie, Lo- Dickie Roberts feels like a, a Labor Day movie. So it's great to see the transition from a Dickie Roberts to an Equalizer 3. So, Clayton, was it the older male audience that did turn this movie into a huge hit are there any surprises do you think and who came out to this movie this weekend we didn't suddenly get a bottoms heavy super young audience that suddenly became really into the equalizer franchise three movies in um i'll get into that but can i just can we just show to all the new you know the stifties mm-hmm. how good we really are dickie roberts former child star came out september 5th mm-hmm. 2003 yes yeah i that that feels so, like a classic labor day movie yeah yeah but uh that's just our bona fides if you were wondering yes. so let's look at some stats here uh so it's the it's got an a score right right uh which is a com score which is huge right. um post-track exits 90 percent positive Mostly guys, 55%, mm-hmm. 18 to 34-year-olds, 31%. So that is not bad. Uh, older moviegoers were out of the house, as Anthony D. for Disney, D. Alessandro said, 49% over 45, and largest demo being 55 and up. Okay. So very good diversity here. Caucasian, 31% black, 20% Hispanic and Latino, 15% Asian. Great. Love it. Everyone comes out for Denzel. He is just such a star to every type of person on the planet. Yes. Across the board, PLF and IMAX, 38% of the weekend tickets. People love these these, uh, formats. They love Mm -hmm. these premium formats, these PLFs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean- I can't really complain about this weekend. Great weekend for Sony after having a weekend where people were saying they were scammers and flammers. Mm. This is a 100% win, and they can be very proud of this. Yeah. They can kind of, eh, you know, we got Gran Turismo there in the rear view, but this right here, this is an A pitcher that people wanted to see, and they didn't have to scam anybody to get that number one. So do we think that this equalizer movie is going to end up domestically the biggest of the franchise because they've gotten to what 102 104 on the previous 101 102 and then this would be 103 hopefully yeah yeah or bigger i I, I don't know if i see it being bigger but i think it's going to hold steady well i think it goes over 100 well that's what i'm saying do we think this gets to i mean at least 103 uh you know a 42 million dollar opening if we're looking at the the you know the holiday monday is part of the opening 
if it gets to two and a half times, then that's a hundred plus. If it gets to three times, yeah. but a weekend, then we're looking at a movie that could do 110, 115, 120. Um, I, you know, and if you look at what's coming out the next few weeks, the nun, the nun is not really competition. Big fat. Yeah. I mean, b- big fat, big fat Greek, in competition. Yeah. Big fat Greek is, is going to, is going to be b- a bomb. BFG three. Yeah. BFGW three. Yeah. Um, and then haunting in Venice on September 15th is a movie that I think overlaps, you know, it's an older audience, Kenneth Branagh, Denzel, yes. they're definitely from a generation. They're both Shakespeare guys. That's a 55 plus. Yeah. If the 55 plus are going to go to a movie after equalizer three, it's going to be that yeah. one. And maybe this helps haunting in Venice because that's probably a trailer that got shown to a lot of older audience members this weekend. So I think awareness yep. for haunting in Venice probably was helped this weekend by equalizer doing so well, but none totally. is not going to be an overlap because none too is going to be a younger audience. Uh big fat younger is going to be a, not an audience. So that's not going to overlap. You're low on big fat three. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not now. Not We're going to talk about in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. We, we will get that. But I, I think equalizer three has a good path to just do well in September. You know, it doesn't feel because like oldsters mm-hmm. oldsters as much as they came, they came out this weekend. They also don't come out immediately, especially on a weekend like this. I mean, some of these older gentlemen, mm-hmm. and I, well, I don't want to genderize, mm-hmm. but they're grill masters. Mm-hmm. They man the grill. Yes. So it might've been one of those things where, Oh no, no, go, go see equalizer three. We'll, we'll grill out without you. There'll be burgers when you get back. No, no, no. Nobody touches the grill. I'm grill master. I control the grill. So there might be a lot of grill masters who are waiting till next weekend to see this movie. Now, or a lot of families who are waiting for their hot dogs this weekend because, you know, dad threw the dogs on the grill, closed the, uh, the top of the grill, went to go, Hey, maybe I could sneak in an equalizer three, come back. Don't touch that. Yeah. Don't touch that. And then, I mean, I'm just hoping that there weren't a lot of, uh, barbecue fire incidents that took place around the country because dads thought they could leave the grill go and go see equalizer three. They come back five alarm fire in the backyard because these hot dogs what's the runtime what's the runtime i mean i'm guessing this is two hours i don't i i can't imagine equalizer three is a particularly long movie but i listen i personally am not a grill master but i do think if you leave hot dogs hamburgers i don't know people are putting chicken on the grills but hot dogs and hamburgers two hours those things are going to catch fire and you're going to have trouble here's what i'll tell you what yeah an hour, 49 minutes. That is a nice, succinct equalizer. Yep. That's a nice, succinct movie. I love that. The oldsters probably love yep. it. I don't know. Maybe if you if you got that, if it's on a low, low heat, you could have a hot dog in there for an hour and 45 minutes. I mean. Or an hour and 49 minutes. These dads, they have to be true grill masters. If they could pull off throwing the meat on the grill getting themselves equalizer three seeing the movie getting back finishing the meat and nobody noticing the difference that the meat is still if perfectly it's cooked le- if it's legit barbecue you could be smoking a brisket for that long i mean that's right i that's mean we're, you're talking hot dogs. i'm talking hot dogs these guys do briskets yes 
This is brisket. This is ribs. This is pork ribs falling off the bone. Right. You you set give yourself two hours, drive to the theater, watch Equalizer, come home. That stuff's gonna be succulent. Yeah. So it's possible some grill masters, some professional grill masters were able to see this movie. But I think the guys, you know, listen, the bozos doing hot dogs and hamburgers. I didn't mean to call them bozos. I apologize. You're not bozos. You're hardworking men and women. Yeah. Um, The people who are doing. Yeah. People they're doing, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers. You might not be able to do that. So the hot dog or hamburger people are maybe going next weekend. Right. The only thing about next weekend kickoff of NFL. So that's going to cut into this audience a little bit here. So that might be where we see a drop because NFL is huge, especially for that demo. Right, right. But people might be able to sneak in a Friday or Saturday showing of Equalizer. I think that'll be its real strength. We'll see its real strength if they take their time to go on a Friday or a Saturday and see this before the kickoff of football. Right, right. Which it's been promoted so much during preseason it's almost like a prerequisite for the season to start you got to see this movie and then you can watch football i I wonder if denzel you know and obviously he can't promote movies now because of uh the strike which of course clayton you are a part of a member of sag and bad standing haven't paid your dues in years very bad standing but i assume denzel pays his dues gets his screeners is a member in good standing of sag so he can't promote movies but apparently Denzel did film uh, uh, pre-tape a lot of promotion months ago before the strike took off. I, I do wonder if Denzel pre-taped some kind of welcome to opening day of the NFL type of thing in his equalizer gear. And uh, it's possible, you know, so so the NFL obviously competes for that audience, but he might and equalizer three might get a lot more promotion next weekend during the game. And maybe Denzel pre-taped a, you know, are you ready for some football? And after you're done with football, go see equalizer three in theaters now type of deal. I remember there being a tie in. Yeah. Equalizer two did a NBA finals spot. That was like a tie. in. Okay. And so this really does cross over with sports in a big way, like Denzel and these movies cross over in sports in a, in a big way. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if that were to happen. Yes. Yes. Now let's quickly, let's just, cause this is not something we're going to get into on this episode, because I think this is like a bigger conversation, but we were talking over the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, we were by the cooler at uh, uh B.O. boys HQ yep. and we were thinking, of actors mm-hmm. that don't have to eat the hot wings. Mm-hmm. And by that, we mean hot ones. Of course, the, the, you know, listen, these, this Jimmy Fallon, this, uh, uh, what are the other ones? Uh, Jimmy um, Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel, Colbert, uh, Seth Meyers, yeah, Cole, Seth Meyers, all yeah. these guys. No one cares. No one cares. Okay. Sorry. No one cares. Okay. What people care about is hot wings is a guest eating hot wings. Those people, they don't eat hot wings on those shows. That shows, their shows have been off the air for four months and nobody cares. No one cares. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got, they do have, they do have a podcast. So they are now our competition. They are. They, yeah, they have, it's called the, what what is it called? The mayonnaise, the, the, the mayonnaise guys, the mayonnaise boys. I think that late night hosts have the mayonnaise boys podcast. So, you know, listen, yeah, let's see how that goes. Go there. Listen to the mayonnaise boys. Yeah. 
and, yeah. and we'll see how um, how it goes for them in in the first ratings book where they're up against the Bo Boys head to head and drive time. You know, we'll we'll see how that goes good, for the Mayonnaise good, Boys. Good luck with that, Mayonnaise Boys. But here's the thing: if you are big enough that you don't need to eat hot wings mm-hmm. to promote your movie, that is a upper echelon. Yeah. And we had three names in that that we came up with immediately. Okay. Denzel because of this movie. Yes. Denzel doesn't have to eat hot ones. Nope. He's not on he does not go on hot ones to to promote no. Equalizer 3. Doesn't didn't matter. Leo. Leo doesn't Leo does not eat the hot no, wings. No. No. Leo eats but he does not eat the hot wings. And Joker. Joker doesn't have to eat hot wings. No, Joker doesn't. I I mean, you got Joker 2 coming out next year. So your prediction is Joker will not go on Hot Ones to promote that film? No. Now, Harley Quinn's a different story. Uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is a completely different. Harley eats the Hot Wings. Okay. I'm sorry. Harley eats the Hot Wings. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Harley will eat the Hot Wings. Okay. So, yeah, Joker doesn't go on Hot Ones. He obviously has a checkered history with talk show appearances. So, you know. That that's mm-hmm. also something that Hot Ones might not want to risk. But I agree. Joker yeah. is such a giant star. You're not going to find Joker on Hot Ones. You're not going to find him on Wired, you know, uh, uh, Search History, whatever their internet shows are. You're not, you're not going to yeah, find Yeah, yeah, the Google, those. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, answers Google's questions. Right. He's not going to do that. Right. But yeah, Denzel does not have to do that. And that is rarefied air. For a movie star yeah. to not have to do hot ones and not have to do Google search on on Wired's YouTube channel. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, Denzel, maybe you're right. Maybe this is not peak Denzel, older Denzel, but it is so much closer to his peak than stars of her, his era are ever allowed to stay at. You know, Harrison Ford now, is nowhere near his peak right now. Oh, he eats the hot wings. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, he had. The they munchies. might have not booked him because he would die for me. Yeah, he's always so hungry. Yeah, um, he would eat him before the guy was done talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is something I think that our audience would be interested in. Email us with a name, mm-hmm. and we'll tell you whether or not they eat the hot wings or not. Yes. So send us an email like, I, at the Bo Boys Podcast yeah. at gmail dot com with a star who you think does not have to appear on hot ones and not have to eat the hot wings. And yeah, we'll we'll put an episode together. We'll go through those star names and 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 give you a definitive answer. Uh, and I'll give you a little tease. Okay, Bradley Cooper. Wow, we're not going to talk about it, but th- th- it's not a slam doink that he doesn't eat the hot wings. Well, I mean, the the thing that complicates it for the Maestro releases, SAG will probably still be on on strike. So it's more a matter of. Did Sean at Hot Ones already get that in the vault? Has Bradley Cooper already eaten hot wings before the strike took effect? You know, is that because footage in the vault is... at, at, at the Hot Ones uh, YouTube channel? True, but who knows? The, here's the thing is that you also think a little bit about, like, what's the project? The maestro is something that is is going to he's going to want to get to broader audiences. So does he, you know, eat the hot wings? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, he's a weird he's a weird one because he is a huge star, but he ain't Leo big. Right, right. So he might eat the hot wings. I mean, that's a debate. So this is the kind of debate you're gonna get. Right. Throw out those names. Let us know who you think 
you know, my friends are saying that he wouldn't eat the hot wings. I say he's going to eat the hot wings. We'll let you know. We will definitively let you know whether a star is too big to eat the hot wings. Here, since you brought him up, this is the only one we'll do on this episode since you already brought him up with Bradley Cooper. Here's why I will say he will eat the hot wings is he sat Mm -hmm. between the two ferns and Denzel does not sit between the two ferns. Leo does not sit between the two ferns. Joker does not sit between the two ferns. Or Bradley Cooper already has a history of being on the hot internet talk show of the moment to promote himself, to promote his brand. Bradley Cooper is a giant star. He is a box office star. But he is a guy who I do think would eat those hot wings. So... Okay, I'm going to just go against that okay. a little bit because yeah. Bradley Cooper, very close friends with Zach Galifianakis. Sure. That is why he sat between the ferns, okay? Sure. They were in movies together. Bradley Cooper is a guy who is loyal to the ends of the earth. We know this. Sure, but he didn't know Zach Galifianakis move- anything. He went on the show. And for all we know, Denzel and Sean from Hot Ones, they could be best buddies in real life. But that friendship but- would not get Denzel to lower himself to be on an internet talk show. But Pat, we're talking also Bradley Cooper before the mega stardom. Like, you can't say the Ferns and and the Hot Ones. We're talking now. Yeah, would Bradley Cooper eat the hot wings back then when he sat between the ferns? Of course he would. But we're talking about a guy who is a director and an Oscar-nominated star. I mean, this guy had A Star is Born, which got totally, totally jobbed by the Academy. That's a whole different conversation. But this is a guy that's at an upper echelon now. And that's why we're talking. We're not talking before does he eat the wings. It doesn't matter who sat between the ferns. Denzel is stayed at a level where he doesn't sit between the ferns and he doesn't eat the hot wings. But those things can change. God forbid there comes a day where Leo eats the hot wings. But it's possible because you know what? I would have told you after Maverick, Tom Cruise doesn't eat the hot wings. But guess who might eat the hot wings now? Wow. Well, okay. Well, let's, Tommy Cruz. Well, let's might let's save eat that. the hot wings. Let's save that for the for the okay. which stars will eat the hot wings uh, wings episode because Tom Cruise is such an intriguing one to debate. So I mean that's a tease. That's and we will debate episode. it. Yeah. That's- and I didn't say definitively whether or not he'd eat the hot wings, but it's not a slam dunk that he wouldn't. Right. It's now. not a slam dunk that he wouldn't. Yeah. We we will get to that on a future blockbuster episode of the Bo Boy. So. With Equalizer 3, is there anything else of note from this opening weekend? I mean, it it really did in line with what me, you, and Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co. predicted. This is the one instance where a movie did higher than our predictions and we're a little disappointed just because we all wanted that 33.3 and it it overperformed, which is Mm -hmm. great, obviously, but the 33.3 would have just... Uh, been so fitting for Equalizer 3. I mean, this, listen, this is a hit. People like it. And this is Denzel's franchise that every couple of years he could do an Equalizer movie and it's it's going to be a hit. It's on the John Wick side of the franchise ledger. Yeah, I think we have to watch the legs on this to really see how successful it's going to be. But at the moment, nice big opening 
and this thing is going strong. Yeah, yeah. And you would think the legs will be good because it's an older audience and older audiences don't rush out opening weekend. So there's a lot of people who will want to see this movie who know they will want to see it. Oh, wait until week two or three as opposed to a Marvel movie where everyone has to go see it opening weekend because of spoilers. No one's scared of being spoiled uh, for Equalizer 3 or needing to see the stinger in Equalizer 3 before they're friends. No. You know, the grill master dads are not worried about the stingers getting spoiled for them. Yeah. Now, before we get off the Equalizer conversation, we we have to make a correction. Okay. Uh, well, it, an acknowledgement. Been... And I think in some ways a pat on the back. Uh, that's how I'm going to frame it. But but yes, tell tell the okay. audience why we have to pat ourselves on the back here. We're patting ourselves on the back? I think so. I think so. I mean, do you want me to for, say for why? For not remembering that David Harbour was in the first Equalizer? Okay, so that's how you're framing we, it. So on the... Uh, uh, reframe, reframe this for me, Pat. Reframe it for me. Well, uh, hey, Clayton, you're included in this pat on the back. This is not a pat on the back just for Pat. It also is for Clayton and for Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co. Because on our uh, fall preview episode, we, of course, did the preview for Equalizer 3 and... We got on the subject of future Equalizer movies, and we said that David Harbour, the star of Violent Night and other films, would make a great villain for a future Equalizer movie. So we then mm -hmm. got some emails, YouTube comments, other forms of communication where wannabe oh boys, wannabe oh girls, wannabe oh people, people reached out to let us know that, and, and I'll say, Nathan... You're one of these people. Subject line, David Harbour and the Equalizer already happened. He's one of the baddies in the first one. Love the show from Nathan. So many Thank people you, pointed out that David Harbour has already been in an Equalizer movie. Now, here's the okay. reason why I pat myself on the back and why you should pat yourself and why Jeff should pat yourself. We nailed it. We knew that David Harbour would be great would be good in this movie in yeah. one of these movies now the fact that he had already been in one in a movie that and i'll say i've only seen equalizer 2 i actually have not seen the original equalizer movie yet but you've seen How both convenient. of them oh yeah but, in the theater but uh and jeff bach has seen both of these movies so that doesn't matter though because something like David Harbour being the villain in an Equalizer movie, that's not the thing you remember from an Equalizer movie you've already seen. The fact that we mm -hmm. uh, 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 cast, as well as the casting agency that cast Denzel movies, that is a credit to us knowing how these movies should be made, what the audience wants out of these movies, how they should be served, we are in line with the people who make these movies because we said David Harbour could be yeah. in an Equalizer 4 movie. And guess what? The studio agreed. He'd already been in an Equalizer movie. So, yes. we Okay, I'm seeing where you're going. Yeah, we nailed so, it. So if, if we had never seen any X-Men movies. Right. Just for some reason, we just never saw X-Men movies. Yeah, or we saw them. And we had a conversation. Or we saw them and we were like, you know who would be a great Professor X? Mm -hmm. 
Patrick Stewart. Yep. You would pat, we would all pat ourselves on the back. Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. Great. I love it. Even if we've seen the X-Men I love movies, it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because in that, We're still in, in that, line, right? Yeah. In that moment, we didn't know that that had already happened. We were casting based on what should happen. And the fact that we said something should happen that already had happened proves that we were right in saying that it should in fact happen. Yes. Now, if we were like, you know, who'd make a great, uh, professor X, Michael Chiklis, then right. We have to apologize. Yes, yes. But yeah. if we okay. if we were to say, hey, we heard they're doing a movie based on this IP called The Commish, and we said, yeah. you know what? I think the star of this movie based on this IP called The Commish should be Michael Chiklis. Boom, we nailed it. Because that had already Because it happened. was Michael Chiklis. It was Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Yes, yes. Great. Now, I, I just want to um, – I love that. I will pat myself yes. on the back. And yeah. for the people who are have the podcast, you can't see it, but I actually did do it. Yeah, I'm doing it as well. So, so that's for our YouTube viewers. We gave ourselves a pat on the back for saying David Harbour should be in a future Equalizer movie. Proof correct because he's already been in one. Great. So let's just spotlight a little email here we got from Wannabeo Person Orin. Okay. Which I – oh, no, actually – um, one would be a boy because Oren goes on to say, Hey, Pat, Clayton, and Christopher mm -hmm. and Jack. We got to throw Jack now, yeah. but that's okay. Um, uh, I am a one of BO boy, Oren, and I'm just a regular Joe lunch pail working in the gold mines in Northern California. I happen to love the Equalizer, fr uh, Equalizer franchise because, after all, Robert McCall is the working man superhero, huh? Agreed. Listen to the pod on Thursday and started yelling back when you talked about David Harbour. How could you forget his iconic performance as the dirty Boston cop in the first Equalizer with one of the most forced and over-the-top Boston accents, accents in movie history? Anyway, I saw three Equalizer yesterday covered in soot in a crowded PLF. I'm not a critic, huh? But I love the film. Nothing better than Denzel kicking some Italian ass. Pat, this movie is right up your alley, being that it's in Europe. I love the pod, love you guys, and I love the box office. Thank you, Chow. Oren, what a home run of an email. Great email. Uh, especially because you gave Pat a little bit of the business about being such a sophisticated. I, I don't see how that's given me the business. He's giving me the respect of knowing that, yes, I have traveled. I've seen movies in other countries, other continents. And I, I think Oren is, uh, uh, I maybe not kissing the ring, but he is, he is acknowledging, uh, the travels. So I think, well, I, I can't see. He did say he loves to see Denzel kick an Italian ass and only one of us is Italian. So sure. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I think it's a great Italian representation on, on screen and that's what I want to see more and more of. So if it's getting our asses kicked by Denzel, I mean, listen, it's Denzel. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not us getting our, our asses kicked by Taylor Kitsch, for example. Um, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So thank you, nice. Oren. Great email. Uh, I'm going to read another email we got from one of our regulars want to be, Oh boy read. So, he gave us some winners and losers 
Taylor edition. So I guess these are going to be winners and losers based on the news about Taylor Swift, the errors, uh, the movie movie coming out. So go through a couple of these winner Swift. The concert was going to eventually be released to streamers. So it's all profit, not partnering with the studio and going direct to theaters. They cut out the middleman more profit loser late September and October releases. Just not enough screens to have uh, to have film holdovers when local theaters will donate half or more of their screens to Swift. Interesting point there. Next winner, November and December films. Huge opportunity for Marvel's Hunger Games, uh, Wish and Color Purple to put their trailers in front of audiences who might not have seen a movie since Barbie. Loser, that Exorcist second weekend drop. The amount of screens lost will be massive. Uh, editor's note, I agree, read. Exorcist second weekend is going to be a huge drop. Uh, back to Reed's winners and losers. Winner, theater owners looking at a previously barren fall movie season. Loser, those poor concession workers. I don't see theaters adding additional staff for one weekend. So editor's note, Reed, love that you're looking out for labor here on this Labor Day weekend. And yes, I, I, I agree the theaters are going to underestimate the the amount of Swifties and just how many concessions these Swifties are going to want that weekend. And it's going to be I, yeah. I, I what I also fear for is it's going to be a lot of teenage workers who are just going to be overrun by little brothers, little sisters of themselves, of their friends. You know, these younger Swifties are going to see their teenage older brothers or friends of their older brothers, and they're just going to be screaming candy demands at them. And that is a nightmare. Oh, they're going to be using sort of like a personal relationship in a, in a, in a formal setting that would be uh, difficult for the person who is behind the counter. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah. last winner here uh, from wannabe Oh boy, Reed. Winner, future concert films and the higher prices they could charge. Interesting. I mean, we talked about it. There's not many other artists at Taylor's level who could do this, but there will be more concert films if this movie opens to $100 million. That's for sure. Yeah, and and, and I know I mentioned Beyonce, and I was by no means saying Beyonce is at the level now, like popularity-wise and being able to sell out concerts the way Taylor Swift is because – I feel like Taylor Swift is at such a, we mentioned, such a huge, I mean, this is a once in a lifetime sort of level of popularity mm -hmm. and need for these tickets. So uh, when I mentioned Beyonce, I would just mention this is a possibility for the future. By no means is it going to beat a Taylor Swift concert film. Right. But, you know, 20 years from now, 15 years from now, there could be some somebody as big as Taylor Swift that could be, you know, selling out IMAXs as well. But some of these other people, Harry Styles could make a pretty penny. Sure. Not as much, but he could make a little bit of money sending a movie to the theaters if his concerts are being sold out. Right. Definitely. You know, I mean, I think it's a good a good business move to do. And, you know, Taylor Swift was at the forefront of it. She'll always be looked at someone who was able to just open this door. Yes. yes. And people are going to come piling on through behind yes her. and you know what as a way of bringing together our fan bases i'll just mention something that our 
uh, past and future guest and wannabe oh boy Kirk Minahan said on his show last week because he was talking about this Taylor Swift movie. And he said he never thought that he would see a pop culture or a, a pop music phenomenon as big as Michael Jackson was in the 80s. That to him was the Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson. That was to him the high bar. And he is now on his show. He said, looks like Taylor Swift has gotten to that level. You know, and I think yeah. I love to see that Kirk looks at the theatrical movie experience as so important in our culture where that's what put it over the top. That Taylor Swift is at Michael Jackson or surpassing Michael Jackson level because of the concert tour, but because of the movie. So, Clayton, I want to take a look. You know, we we said that we're getting lots of Swifties coming to the show, coming to the YouTube channel. We got a lot of comments from Swifties. I want to read this particular one from a YouTuber. Uh, uh, Bobby is part of his YouTube name there. And he says, I'm a 74-year-old boomer who attended two eras tour nights. Yes, Swifties come in all shapes. Sizes and ages were everywhere. And I have tickets for Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, starring Taylor Swift at an IMAX for opening night and later at a Dolby Cinema showing. I'll go again after that in a heartbeat when all the hysteria subsides a bit just to fully absorb it all with fewer crazy and a fun way distractions. Uh, the concerts, or should I say spectacles, were absolutely iconic. If they could come even close to replicating that in the same electric atmosphere, they have an historic record-breaking event on their hands. So thank you to YouTuber Bobby, 74-year-old boomer, who has already got tickets to not one, but two opening weekend screenings of the Taylor Swift movie, IMAX and I mean, Dolby. You're going to see that. Yep. You're going to see that because, I mean, it's the sort of thing that Barbie did. Yes. Barbie brought out all ages and, you know, the gender breakdown was – was heavily female but it, it also there was a great amount of men who came too and i think with any sort of phenomenon like this you know there's so many taylor swift fans that are uh, that are every walk of life that i mean this is going to be a four quadrant situation yeah i mean this is going to be little kids first sort of concert i yes. mean you know they can treat it as like here's what a concert's like would you actually like to go to a real concert you know right. and then they'll be like yes i would because this was very fun thank you right, very much right. you know they're a very polite child right and i think that's a huge gateway too it's an easy way concert tickets are insanely priced mm -hmm. and this is a way to teach kids about like live music in a way that is not going to break the bank yes Yes. No, it's a, it's a great point. Uh, now here, Clayton, here's a comment that I, that, uh, I think you need to take to heart because we, uh, talked about on the last episode, how your movie going has, has gotten to a point where you're, you're seeing fewer and fewer movies in movie theaters and, and you need to see event mega event films to draw yourself out. And whether this would be that, and a YouTuber said, uh, uh, Eric here says, Clayton absolutely needs to see the Eras Tour uh, movie in theaters. I was fortunate enough to see it live twice, and my friends are in. I already bought our tickets for opening night of the movie. Clayton, he uses four exclamation points at the end of the sentence. Clayton absolutely needs to see the Eras movie tour in theaters. So... 
That's one vote. Yeah, okay, that's one vote. One vote is never going to sway me. I mean, we asked for people to say yes or no, okay? I asked for a X poll, a Twitter poll. That did not happen, I guess. Not yet. Not when yet. It's closer to, when it's closer to this movie's release, we'll put up an X poll. Mm-hmm. And whatever our fans say, I will do. Okay. Well, the fans so are mobilizing. We'll remember. The, the wannabe old boys, okay. wannabe old girls, wannabe old people. People. The Swifties, the Minifans, the Stoolies, they are all starting to mobilize. The Stifties. The Stifties. And, you know, one comment starts, but that one comment rolls down a hill, picks up other comments, picks up Twitter X polls, picks up five-star reviews where people are writing, big fan of the show, huh? You know, blah, blah, blah. And Clayton needs to go see the Taylor Swift movie in theaters. You know, so it starts at this Even one better. comment, but it's it's going to turn into a full-on phenomenon of people telling you, you need to see this movie in theaters. Even better, we asked for reviews, five-star reviews yep. at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, and we and we said, you know, I can't remember what we asked here. Oh, just say we did a good job with the Taylor Swift stuff. Well, no, and also I still stand by. We want people in their five-star reviews to say, how should we combine the Stoolies and the Swifties? Is it the Stoofties? Is it the Stifties? Yeah. Yeah, so you could leave that. But also, what else could you leave then but, in your five-star review? Well, plan? you could also leave... Clayton has to see this movie or Clayton doesn't have to see this movie. Right. I mean, why even wait for the poll? Just go straight to the five-star review Yeah, because we will definitely see those. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be something that we will talk a lot about in this next month or so is this Taylor Swift movie, how the tracking continues to grow for the opening weekend, what effect it has on, uh, you know, other movies and their release dates, you know, as we know, Exorcist moved up a week. There is a Meg Ryan film that was scheduled to oh, open the same day. Oh, we can't talk about this fucking Meg Ryan film. It hasn't moved yet. And I do think we're going to have to keep track of that film is, is you know, oh, and actually, I'm sorry, it has moved. It's There's a Meg Ryan it already moved. star that moved to early November. So movies are moving because of this. This is a huge story, this Taylor Swift movie. It's a steamroller. Then we can we'll talk about it closer to when it actually comes out. For sure. Because I worked on this Labor Day. I don't know where you were, I was but off. I was in the mines. Yeah. So I am, of course, you were. Yeah. So I am tired. Okay. Okay. So you're done. You're ready. I mean, listen. I think I think we've done it. So of course, email us the boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. As you see, we love reading your emails on air. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Tell Clayton that he needs to go see the Taylor Swift movie. Let us know if it's Swifties or uh, Stoofties or Stifties. And, of course, watch us on... Stifties. Or Stoofties. I'm a Stoofties guy. But, hey, listen, the the, the reviewers will decide. Five-star reviews Stifties on Apple Podcasts. Stifties is so bad. So then, of course, watch us on YouTube because we are YouTubers. And so we'll, we'll be on YouTube. and. Subscribe to the channel, like our videos, and ring that bell. Ring that bell, of course, and follow us on social media at the BO Boys Pod on Twitter X and on TikTok. Wanna BO Senior intern Christopher killing it with the vertical videos on social media. People are loving those. So thank you, Wanna BO intern 
want to be a senior intern, Christopher. Sorry, got to get used to the new yep. job title. And of course, Christopher has a direct report, and that is want to be a intern, Jack. And I'll say, Christopher, already a bang up first week of managing Jack. You know how we know that because Clayton and I have we not heard had a peep. Yep. Yep. We have not had a talk to we Jack. We haven't heard ourselves. a peep about Jack. Yeah. No. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So Jack is, of course, That's, nailing it with his research, but that all comes through Christopher. We do not have to talk to Jack, which means Christopher is doing a great job. Yes. Let's hope for many Jack-free weeks yes. in the future. Yes. But but keep doing your work, Jack. You're doing a great job uh, and mm-hmm. funneling that through Christopher as it should be. And yeah, I mean, I think that's it, Clayton. I think we've done it. I don't think there's anything else we could possibly say at this hour. Oh, except for, (gasps) until next time. Well...